look in my hoard. He's just got these glinting little pieces of crap. <laughs> See that vinyl? Came from Germany. <laughs> wow. Yeah, from a dragon, dude. Don't touch it. Pretty fucking cool. Gonna use that anyway, so we'll call the episode Pixie Pussy. I dare you. No, I want to call don't. it Monkey Knockout Gas. Monkey Knockout Gas. That's pretty good. Ah. Monkey uh, Knockout Gas. Monkey Knockout Gas. That guy's great. I wish he. I wish he would show up in more things. And I wish they hadn't. Uh, I mean, I get it. Last Man on Earth wasn't gonna. You know what they were gonna do in the next season afterwards? Is they were like, we were gonna take the next like three episodes or two episodes and kill all the people that came out of the bunker from the disease. Like, nobody was going to survive from the disease. It wasn't going to be a big paradigm shift, I don't think, of like, well, we actually live no, in a community they, now. They specifically said, they were like, they were like, it's going to be like, these guys are going to be scary for like a little while, and then all of them are going to die from the disease, and you're going to be left with the regular cast again. Like, happens every single time. Those are your guys, and anyone else who gets introduced, no matter how long they're there, was going to just get killed in some way. The thing is, I kind of wish they would shift... The cast that would have shifted the cast around like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Asian pilot that they introduced was like interesting. It made sense for him to fly away and leave. Sure. But like you add. He died. He didn't fly away and leave. He crashed. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he crashed and died. That's right. Um, It's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Have the balls to like, not Todd, but someone on a Todd level. Yeah. Like if January Jones had literally just like gone off the reservation and disappeared, that would have been a really interesting choice. Yeah, I mean, and also you have the option to bring them back because you don't know what the fuck happened. It's sure. like what they did with uh, with the guy who Phil liked. He made the jeans. I can't remember what his name was, but he he like he did it. Like you know what I mean? Like, I made you jeans. It's like really weird. He's the guy who was with Phil's brother, Jason Sudeikis. On the, yeah. on the you know what I'm talking about? Fucker, who was it? What actor was it? Uh, he was on Sons of Anarchy, I think. I don't. You don't remember that guy from the show? He's the one who went all crazy. J- I literally do not remember that. Jason Sudeikis is up on on the thing. Yeah, he's up on the space station. He crashes to Earth. He crashes into oh the, car- the fat bearded the guy, fat bearded guy in the hazmat suit. Yes, uh, Mark Boone Jr. Thank you. Yeah, of course you know his fucking name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark Boone Jr. That's that the guy. one. Oh, Marky Booney. What else has he been in? Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. See, that, uh, that's, that's what tipped you off. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's an Islamophobe in the Batman movies. Because he's he's a crooked cop. And he's oh, like yes, taking he money is. out of the till. And the guy's like, "Hey, I have kids to feed." And he's like, "What? They don't like falafel." Yep, and he gets uh, he gets bad. tied up because he's uh, you're t- it's Batman Begins, yes, and he's at the docks doing something. He's working his cop muscle. Flass was his name. That's a great name. Yep, that's a good name for a fat guy whose dick doesn't work. Yep. Flass. See, that's a real like I like him. And then you look at like what they did in the like the newer Batman versus Superman, or was it? No, it was it was in Justice League, where Batman's fighting that guy on the rooftop. I'm using you as bait, and he like throws him <laughs> over the side. That guy. Who just seems a little bit more like the stereotypical like '90s Batman criminal, yeah. Whereas Mr. Boone Jr. sort of seemed like a more gritty. And again, maybe that's just that's the difference. That's Christopher Nolan, you know. Yeah, he's not afraid to hang a diabetic cop over the side of the roof as a warning to lesser criminals. <laughs> they told me not to let my blood pool past my ankles. Corruption will not be tolerated, and neither will insulin. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yep, that's my take on that. You know what I hope is good? Oh, is his feet are swelling. Ah, <laughs> uh, Christ. I got to cut him down now. You know what I think I'm hoping they do a good job with is the new Batman. The Batman. Oh, is this is the one with... Uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. It'll... He's got to do really well with it. I think he will. I think he will. I, yep. I just think he's one of these weird... You talk about a 90s throwback. He has that same, like, pale, washed out kind of lo-fi intensity to him. You know what I mean? I think you're right in the sense that if it was like Robert Pattinson guest stars on 90210, <laughs> nobody would have bat an eye, you know? That would have, that would have been totally normal for everybody if you had seen him yeah. do like those. Like He's next to that, uh, oh, what's his name? He, he passed away recently. Luke, uh, Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry. Like you see him kind of right next to that kind of level. On a very special episode, Robert Pattinson guest stars as a guy with lupus. On Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Luke Perry, how to enjoy life. Being young and rich and white and affluent. and Him alongside George Clooney on that, what was the doctor show he was on? Uh, ER. ER, it was ER. How did I not remember ER? But That wasn't Luke Perry. No, I know. I'm saying I said George Clooney. Uh, but you said he was on it with George Clooney. Who are you talking no, about? No, I'm saying Robert Pattinson right on there with George oh, Clooney. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He'd be tremendous. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You've got a little too much glitter on you, Robert. <laughs> they the- set him on ER as his character from Twilight. Everyone hates him. He's the most hated character on ER, mostly because he didn't make any sense. you got to get Willem Dafoe as his character from The Lighthouse. <laughs> You're fond of a triple bypass, ain't you? You need to get just Willem Dafoe in everything. If there was one actor that I would be fine... If he was in literally every movie from now until the end of eternity, it might be Willem Dafoe. I tend to agree, except for the fact that I'm kind of a, an iconoclast when it comes to that stuff. Like, when too many people are making the joke, like, Christopher Walken is so weird, no, just, it doesn't become as fun to have him be the go-to. I, I get that, but name a movie that you would not enjoy seeing Willem Dafoe in. That's the thing, is I agree in principle because I can't, I mean... But I get it. If he was in everything, maybe he would lose his zeal. I mean, I'm sick of The Rock... Well, yeah. That guy needs to go away. He's just in everything, and he's not bringing anything new to the table. Well, he is. He's one of those typecast people. He's the, he's the action star that can be the family man. Like yeah. He's a ripped astrophysicist who also competed in the Titan games. Yeah. He can be in comedy. He can be in drama. He can be in everything in between. He can do what you want. He's a, he's a multifaceted actor that never has to do anything other than what he does and everything else. Which, honestly, when you think about it, I give him credit. Because he's oh. never had to change. And somehow they're like, yeah, we'll squeeze a character that's exactly your range into this movie. And they just kind of push him in there. And he really kind of is the first like computer-generated actor because he doesn't have time to have a life. Hmm. He literally, they just pack him in ice between shoots <laughs> yeah. and just... They just pick up all of his weight equipment and drag it with him across the country. Yes, they literally do. Oh, it's oh. 3 a.m., Rock. Time to get up and grind. Yeah, that's pretty wild to think about. Like that's He wakes up at 3 a.m. every day. Every day. Every single day to get on a fucking stair-stepper. I wonder at what point like that just kind of starts to suck. I Probably the first day, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess. I just, I mean, you get used to it after a while, right? What time is he going to bed at, though? That's he's, what I want to know. He's probably getting his nights real early. Because on the one hand, he's on Ballers, and on the other hand, he's going to bed at 9.30. Like, I don't... Listen, if you're going to be on Ballers, <laughs> you kind of got to live the gimmick. Secretly, The Rock hasn't seen a night past 10.30 since 2012. Like, he says himself a little mug yeah. of Sleepy Time Tea <laughs> and TRT. And he's in his big rock jammies. Yep. <laughs> little striped cap on. Sitting there. Getting ready to watch Moana again with his daughter. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. I assume he's a family man, but uh, I mean, gee, like, 
that's, that's what I'm true. saying. He's not like out fucking guys or fucking <laughs> chicks, whatever he wants to do. Whichever. We're cool with either way, Rock. Because that was like a big thing in the wrestling community. Like, everyone knows The Rock is actually gay. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah, it's just jealous wrestlers who are like, he's really sure. good at what he does. We should start a homophobic rumor about him. Yeah, that'll hurt his image. Everyone's like, no one cares anymore, man. Yeah. Identity politics in wrestling is five years behind everyone else, apparently. I would actually get uh, really excited about The Rock again if he did come out as gay. That would reinterest me in The Rock. Yeah, that yeah. would be the thing that changes you? Well, yeah. that shows how shallow you are. No, I'm a- I don't care at all about his identity. He'd I- be as straight as an arrow or gay as a rainbow. And either way, I think he's meh. He's, he's infinitely more interesting as a gay man. I mean, I guess I'd look at him and be like, how have you kept that under wrap this whole time more than anything? Because like you look at someone like John Travolta, and you're like, you're doing a terrible job, John. Yeah. Do what The Rock is doing. Look, no one knew The Rock was gay. Yeah, we literally watched John Travolta stuff meth up a twink's ass at the Pride Parade. Apparently, like, when everyone found out that Liberace was gay, they were like, what? Yeah, Betty White was apparently friends with Liberace. She's <laughs> like, I had no idea. Which apparently was shocking. I was like, and, shut uh, up, you old bat. You knew. If you so, were that good of friends with him, you knew. So it'd probably be like the reveal on that level for our generation. Because it's not going to be John Travolta is what I'm saying. Yeah. Everyone knows John Travolta is gay. We've, uh, we've seen that one coming for a while. And nobody now. cares, John. Nobody cares. He's we, one of our listeners. He's we, one, so he goes, oh, my God. You guys accept me for who I am. Oh, my God. For some reason, it's one of the only podcasts I can get on my plane. <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be weird if that's how that worked. Our podcast is just like broadcasting to an AM radio station somehow. <laughs> Skimbo Lounge, the number one podcast of John Travolta's plane. There's just like Korean crab fishermen who listen to this show. And <laughs> like We have no idea what they're saying, but the noises are comforting. They're just sitting there smoking cigarettes on some dinghy. Just listening to us play, <laughs> my penis. <laughs> in the middle of the scene. <laughs> uh, Very good. Then pirates show up. Yep. Very sad. Very sad stuff. Yep. Well, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with our Korean fishermen listeners out there and The Rock. It's okay. If you want to come out on the show, we are happy to. You can't. Everybody can't keep bringing their business to Oprah. She's starting to monopolize this. Oprah is fine at giving interviews. Like, no one's going to. Like, it's all she ever has done. She's great at it. So I get, like, the rationale. Like, you get the best. That's Oprah. She can sit down there and really. Bring it out, and you sit there and go, she's got more money than God, though. So how does she relate? Unless it's like, I get why she did the interview with the, with royalty, you know, mm-hmm. because... She is royalty. They're both richer than God. They've got so much fucking money. You look at Oprah, and you're like, I wonder what it's like to have your own TV network. It's crazy. And so when she sits down with the, 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 the people who own the most land in the world, uh, basically, you know... I don't think those two own shit anymore. Oh, yeah, but from the family, I guess. They tasted it. They I look close. at it. He grew I up look at in it. it. The, she got yeah, a taste. That's true. But they're still obscene. Like, you're still taken care of. Uh, I just, like, I don't know how anyone else relates to that. But I I think the thing that gets a little obnoxious in those are like, oh, it's just so hard. And like, she's like, I know. I can understand. And like, what's difficult to you people? They really should have let us do that interview. Yeah. So, oh, like, yeah? when Is you were hard? on Suits, Meghan Markle, like, um... Who's the biggest asshole on the set? I'm curious. Like, who'd you hate the most in the cast? You guys don't care at at all about the relationship we have with the rest of the royal family, do you? Oh, no. Wait, what? No, no, no. (laughs) Not not really. I just want to know if royalty, like, also gets runny shits after bad Chinese food. Do you know what bad Chinese food tastes like? I guess we should start there. I've never met a Chinese person. Well, there it is. There it is, everyone. You heard first. (laughs) Meghan Markle, never met a Chinese person. You can take that to the (laughs) bank. You know what that reminds me of, dude? 
What? I cannot wait to see what the celebrities do for their anti-Asian hate PSA. Because you know oh. one's coming down the pipeline. I'm hoping another song. I think it is. But, dude, they're going to do what they always do. There's and it's going to be something again? they think is really heartwarming, but is just Tone deeply death. racist. They're going to do, like, a slow-down ballad version of Everybody Was Kung Fu Fighting or something like that. <laughs> to raise awareness. I'm surprised we haven't already seen it. I don't know. Wherever it's going to be, it'll explode on Reddit first. So it just every time like we know everyone's out there struggling without a crust of bread to eat while their fucking maid drops grapes in their mouth. As long as I don't have to hear any more stories about how COVID was super hard for them as they had to like hunker down next to their pools in their mansions. I, I don't care what the fuck. Well, that's say. just it. This is the pivot. It is a horrible thing that has happened to Asian people in this country, and they're not going to miss out on that. Yeah, you think they're yeah, they're just ready to set up for the the pity party? They're they're ready to be like, I'm here and I'm woke. I think that's the thing that's kind of weird about celebrities. Sometimes you sit there and go, All right, how can we make this about us? Exactly. That's such a weird It it almost makes you wish that like a suicide cult would have some success so that all the celebrities were like, We're gonna raise awareness for suicide cults and just kill themselves. Well, it's such a weird discussion to have when you think about it, because you sit there and go, Okay, so when something bad happens to a demographic of people, who's who is the group that you want to sit there and raise awareness? Like, I get celebrities have this like weird pull of of being able to get seen by so many eyes. You know what I mean? So having them say something in certain ways can be an empowering thing. On the other hand, they're also the people who are the least affected by it because of right. the fact that we shower these people with tons of fucking wealth. So part of it comes across as again very self serving. Uh, completely half-hearted and totally kind of sometimes missing the point. Like, uh, we have it really, really hard today as Asian Americans struggling with things like this. And you're like, yeah. I said from the balcony of my four-story mansion. I in screamed Malibu, at my DoorDash delivery man when my dumplings got cold. Yeah. But I'm the biggest ally the Asian community has. Yeah, I'm Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, I just like. But that's the thing is, you're correct that they've got a platform. But what you should do with that is have fucking. Rosie O'Donnell or whoever the fuck, Chrissy Teigen, somebody fucking stand up and be like, hi, I'm celebrity. Now we're going to hear from the Asian celebrities who are going to share experiences of how they were affected by this on the come up. And we're going to get these names and voices in front of you because they're the only ones who should be able to tell you how to feel because they're actually Asian. Well, even more so, I would take it a step farther and have someone like that be like, hey, I'm so-and-so and... I'm using my voice to give to the voice of this victim. Let's hear what they have to say. And then they go, hey, blah, and they either get information from that person to hear what that person has to say, or they put them in front of their fucking Instagram. It's really not that hard. But like asking asking Brie Larson what it's like to be a woman of color in the film industry is just like, (laughs) what? They had a black interviewer ask her that. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you fucking absolutely kidding me right now? What? In the lead up to some awards show, there was a black red carpet interviewer who asked Allison, or not Allison Brie, Brie Larson, what it's like to be a woman in the film industry. And Brie Larson just starts going off. And then she starts talking about like, it's especially hard for women of color. And it's like, you know who you should ask that about that? The person interviewing you. She probably knows. I don't know, man. And again, it's the kind of thing where you sit there and go, I don't know how... Like, I, I kind of feel for celebrities in the one way where there's no way that they can't stick their foots in their mouths yeah. now. I'd be like, look, you're, this guy got, like, he, they're the Hemsworths. They got famous for playing Thor and, and attractive, muscly dudes who take their shirts off. Yeah. Why are you asking them about politics and world events? 
they get put in front of a camera for being pretty. It's not that hard to act if you get to that stage when you're sitting, like, unless they're asking you to cry, you know? It's like, it's an action movie, or it's a fucking feel-good comedy, or it's a rom-com. Oh, look, he's sitting there kissing Natalie Portman. Oh, it makes me feel feelings. Great. It's not that fucking hard. Why are you asking them about the crisis in the Congo and asking their opinions on that? Why? No one gives a shit. I love how they haven't even done anything yet, and we're just shitting all over them preemptively. I'm it shitting all over them. My heart. It's preemptively for this, but it's also for every other time when I, like, I'm using my acceptance speech at the Academy Awards to raise awareness for climate change. For dairy like, farming. That was Joaquin Phoenix's. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, great. I would much rather one of you guys say the brave thing that gets you blacklisted from the Academy Awards, which is, this is stupid. <laughs> Nobody like this is a small group of people uh, justifying insecure people that they're good enough. Like that's really all it is, and I get it. You win an Academy Award, your movie makes a ton. It's more a marketing money. ploy at this yeah. point. You make a ton more money if you're an Academy Award winning actor. That's going to secure your career for a long time. Um, some people don't fucking need it until it finally happens for them, like Leo DiCaprio. Oh, he wanted it so bad, and he suffered and froze to death in The Revenant, and they gave it to him. Oh, my God, thank you. And he wiped his blood all over Kerry Washington. Yep, didn't even get shit for it. Oh, man, I'd kick his fucking ass. I'd let him get the takeout, and then I yeah. would kick his fucking but ass. But, I mean, I guess if you're going to get blood rubbed in the face of anyone, you know Leo's safe, I guess. you know, <laughs> If Leo DiCaprio got the hiv... Everybody would know about it. Well, yeah, he, he he would have someone following him around at all times, just like on the hour, yeah. sticking him and being like, well, nope, you're still clear. Yeah. Don't worry, Leo, you're good. Yeah. See you in an hour. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> Try not to fuck anybody before then. So, you know, like that's, I, I still, there's no excuse for that. That was crazy. Oh my God, that was so gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, objectively great take and like Incredible. her shock registers as authentic because it is just like when yeah. the guitar got shattered in the Hateful Eight. Coincidentally, these Tarantino films, like it's a genuinely like shocking <laughs> moment and a good take. But I would fucking kick him in the nuts yeah. if I was Kerry Washington. Yeah, it seems he gets away with a lot of stuff. Like it was like the whole Uma Thurman controversy when she got jacked up filming Kill Bill. Oh yeah, he like ripped her shoulder out of the fucking socket oh, she doing got, a car stunt. She got like wicked spinal damage or something. Like something really bad happened to her during that. Like didn't she have to go to the hospital afterwards? Like, I really don't know. To I remember, be, to be honest, I remember being pretty bad and him being pretty dismissive about it, and like her having a, you know, it, was, it took him a long time to apologize. Let's say, yeah, it was one of those things. Tarantino was an asshole. You what a shocker! Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I guess the point of all that is just to say, like, I sometimes I I don't get the celebrity worship. Also, listen to our podcast, please, and yeah. agree with the things that we say. Yeah, now that being said, we we hate celebrities, but if you choose to turn us into celebrities, we'll walk that back. I'll, use, we'll my I'll use my platform to be the most self-hating celebrity ever. Why do you like me? I don't understand. You people are sheep. I swear I'll Gigi Allen out really hard. We get like 100,000 listens. Uh, tune in to our YouTube where every week I'll eat a stick of butter till I'm dead. And just like, hey, guys, hit the subscribe button below. And it's just me mashing. Not even like clarified butter like a, a hard stick of frozen oh, right butter. out of the freezer yeah just like chomping that shit until i get it down <laughs> like really unpleasant stuff yeah you're just having like a butter popsicle costco sized just <laughs> they gotta have 36 more of these like painful enough where they'll put it on Pornhub. you would be a, a stellar fat guy yeah if it were somehow possible i don't think <sighs> it's possible today on the skip ball lounge I would just if I get fatter, I want to 
also like swing hard into conservatism too. So I can fill, <laughs> have to. I'll fill the Rush Limbaugh void. They're the only people that'll have you. People think that perhaps I have. After he died, his soul came into my body. But I am here to parrot the words of Rush Limbaugh and tell you that the Librocrats are coming for your guns. <laughs> and just sponsored today by Land Lakes Butter. Land Lakes Butter. Watch me cram it down my throat. Also <laughs> sponsored by diabetes medication. It all just comes to me cramming butter down my throat. And again, if the Pornhub thing goes well, maybe up my butt. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Butter both ends buttered. That's a that's a long term topic because the people that I know is how much if you <laughs> think about it, how much butter do you think you could fit up your ass? How much you know? butter do you think you could yeah. fit up your ass? All right. Well this opens up because it gets soft after a while, but also like you But know. if you melted it and funneled it up your ass. So yeah, but see there's the both. Sometimes are we talking hard stick or are we talking clarified that's butter? That's an important question. Because clarified but you could get way more butter up your ass that way. Yeah. And also it would be way more unpleasant afterwards. Oh you my god, you just got hot popcorn yeah. theater just, movie theater butter also, in your it, ass. It would just cake the inside of everything. You know what I mean? You'd never it would just get it stick. Out. Yeah, no, you would shit for at least a solid week. Afterwards. If you get that on a shirt, you have to throw that shirt away. It'll never not be stained, and it'll never not smell. You'd probably have the, like the first off. The first poo would be so unpleasant, and then It'd after fly that, right out of you. everything that you ate after that would be nice and slick <laughs> for a while. <laughs> you get a bulletproof your. Toilet. You finally get that one difficult poo. Like two weeks later, you're like, I guess the butter's finally out of me. But the great experiment is known. It's good to feel like this again. Ah, yeah. So that's a yeah. That's what I talk about to people when I play video games. Sometimes that'd be tremendous. <laughs> but Rory, it's much more funny if you're hugely fat when that happens. <laughs> well, that's what makes you fat, right? Because you absorb some of the fat and everything. Like they say, like what is it? You can shotgun a beer in your ass and do weird things like mm-hmm. that. First off, I don't understand what happens afterwards. Like where does it go? Do you poo immediately after that, or like? I've never thought about the mechanics of afterwards. Like, everybody talks about, like, in the locker room, they're like, oh, man, anal sex. I know so-and-so. I sit there and go, the mechanics of that confuse the shit out of me. Because it seems like a wholly unpleasant process. Like, if I'm sleeping with a girl and there's poo on my penis, eventually I'm kind of feeling like I'm not in the mood anymore. Well. I feel like there's a certain level of preparation that has to happen. There is. The trick is to not be a monster and participate in the preparation. Yeah, see, there you go. But then then there's also the questions of the afterwards. And I sit there and I go, I look at the afterwards of something like butt chugging a beer and I go, what is the afterwards? Why don't I just drink it? True. The most expedient method, but you could yeah. put it up your ass. So like, why not try? It's like we know that guy who when he was, I, I think they were in Costa Rica, who decided to take a shot of vodka through his eyeball. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's something you can do. Uh-huh. And I sat there and was like, why would you do that? He goes, it got me really fucked up. And I went, I bet it did. But perhaps I have an alternative solution. Perhaps one to two or maybe even three shots of vodka via your mouth. It would equally fuck you up. It's Occam's razor. I get it. I just, it's a weird world, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Just trying to make the episode weird. How do you you top last week? Well... I kind of want to bring something up. So from talking last about week. ass butter and stuff. Go on. Yeah, chugging ass butter <laughs> would have been a better road to go down because inevitably there was some backlash. Oh, was there? Oh, yeah. From the person you probably know exactly who it is. I can't say on the show. That's fine. But you're gonna know who it is as I, soon as I start talking. I heard positive stuff from people. Oh, good. Yeah. I want you to tell me about that after. No, it was just they went. Oh man, that's crazy. But this episode is fantastic. Like it wasn't even like a. You know, they were just like, I, they thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Nothing super general than being like, oh, my God. And they were just like, you know, did that actually happen? I'm like, we talked about it. <laughs> it was on the show. Draw your own conclusions. Yeah. We made it up. 
Not this time. Not this time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you go on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut uh, you off. No, there. no. I, I had positive reactions as well. It was a well-received episode. It's done very well. But we knew some people might have some thoughts. But there's always one shithead that's I have some <laughs> shithead. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we've lost a listener. Well, I honestly don't think this even came from this listener. I think this listener was told... Secondhand oh, by proxy. Yes, I think this was a proxy condemnation for me. Oh, well, if they didn't give us a listen, then they can go fuck themselves. A Skimbo Lounge <laughs> official fuck you has been issued. Put some butter up your ass. <laughs> Sponsored by Skimbo Lounge butter. Land of Lakes. They make it. We wrap it. Yeah. We put our name on it. We basically just steal butter. <laughs> just us. Could it run drugs? We run butter. We're gonna need to get a shot and put it on uh, our Instagram of us just hoarding butter at a Hannaford. Just or something. ski masks on. <laughs> Just, well, we'll have face masks on anyways. It's That's the true. only time this will seem normal. The buttery bandits. Did we pay for this? The bad boys of butter are back. All right, keep going. You Go like that on. alliteration? The bad boys of butter? The bad boys of butter are back. I don't it's know. That's bees. a good episode title, too. I think that's pretty. People are going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the connotations of this really uh, make me uncomfortable. And they're like, we don't. You guys are perverts. I'm never getting a date ever again in my life. And it's okay, because when COVID-21 hits, I'm telling you, we're all going to end up living in caves. Yep. You're going to be glad you put all that butter up your ass so you can live off your fat stores. (laughs) Sleep like a bear after that. (laughs) Didn't even know. Don't roll over and crush your child. You hibernate into the Chinese regime where they've (laughs) turned us into a puppet state. Might as well sleep through it. Might as well sleep through it, America. Those of us in America. The rest of you will have to fight in the coal wars. <laughs> sorry, listeners in Ireland. I didn't mean coal wars. I meant cola wars. Go on. Oh, yes. So we got some notes about last week's episode. <laughs> I, w- I was accused of making light of a man's death. That man has a family. Oh. And for you to send a letter to this woman and to turn her into a bit, grossly, grossly offensive in the context of this man had a family. And you're rubbing it in. You're making your fun jokes. But a man died. That was the main criticism of what we perpetrated last episode. You and I, one summer, were in a play called Ah Wilderness, which was written by who? I can't remember. Eugene O'Neill. Eugene O'Neill. Noted alcoholic Eugene O'Neill. Now, sometimes when we were doing this play, 30 people would show up. Or they would fill the place. A lot of people. And then sometimes one person would show up and everyone would vote, not excluding us because we were, we were excluding us because we were children at the time, as they would say, late teens. Um, and we would do the show anyways. And during these performances, you and I would have a little bit of fun with the script. And we would ad lib and, and, you know, kind of make it more enjoyable for us. And who knows if the person in the audience knew Eugene O'Neill's play. Um, but they got themselves a different show, at least for a couple of scenes. Now, backstage, uh, we had another person in the cast uh, who did not appreciate these ad libs, this improv we would do sometimes. I can understand it. Uh, but she began to yell at us. For this, because we were being disrespectful to the artist's work, we were being disrespectful to the audience, we were being disrespectful to her. Which we were. Yes, we were. You're absolutely right. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the point being is she took it on behalf of herself to talk about what she thought the writer would have wanted us to do. And I, my response is sort of the same thing to this critic. If one of those people who was personally involved 
wishes to come up to the to, to us and air their grievances over what we've done, then they're free to do so. If it offends you, it offends you. But don't pretend like you're personally harmed by the death of this person or by us writing to this person and making light of a dark situation. Yeah, and, and in no way was I, like, making fun of Travis Alexander. I was poking a caged animal, basically, yeah. with Jody Arias. But so was Travis Alexander. Because... <laughs> no, no, yeah. Go on, I can't stop he, you now. No, the train's out of the station now, buddy. Yep. He was a Mormon, and he knew... He was never, ever, ever going to marry a non-Mormon, but he sure liked getting neck from Jody Arias. So he led her on, and her crazy just cascaded, and then she stabbed him 43 times. Now, was she justified in stabbing him? I would say if she stabbed him once and he lived, it's probably fine. <laughs> but because he died, it's a problem. Boy, she we really went just... a little too far. She's a monster, but she's the monster that society made her. So shame on you person who fucking told me that i was a bad person for doing the jody bit boy that's a real what's he wearing kind of argument there isn't it? <laughs> we just doubled down i am not on a trial episode. here <laughs> we just uh, we just stepped right back in it yeah no i uh, i mean you're allowed to be upset it happened don't cry because it's over smile because it happened yeah, don't cry for me argentina i don't know if that's the same thing we're mixing uh, what, metaphors but what, you get it what, did, what were we talking about awesome <laughs> Some bitch in prison. <laughs> God. Yeah, you know, um, who was it who said that uh, comedy was was made to, uh, you know, bring humor to painful things? Mm -hmm. I can't remember who, who it was, but that's that's all. But at what point until this episode did I mention the nature of the murder? I probably did mention mm. she stabbed a guy a bunch of times. Yeah, in fact, you, I think you, I did. You did several times. Yeah, I, that that happened. But in the letter. What about that did I say? Keep the faith. <laughs> I think might be where you might have lost some people. That was my personal connection with her, letting her know, hey, God's got your back. Because he lets horrible people get away with it all the time. I mean, if Catholics are getting into heaven. if I mean, the fucking Pope is covering up molestation, so. It's cool, bro. And like St. Peter gives him like an elbow dab. Because again, COVID, got to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get in there, bitch. Ugh. Who's up next? Abortion? Get out. No, I don't think. Uh, not, not this not time. This time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jonathan Frakes. Frakes. He just punts him to hell. <laughs> if there's art that you could do, it's Jonathan Frakes getting kicked by St. Peter down to hell from the pearly Kicked into a pit of hell. That's going to take you a little bit of work. <laughs> but you draw, just draw it kind of like a uh, kind of slapdash, like, um, like the far side, like those old comics. Yeah, I'll just rip off Gary Larson. Yeah, yeah do some Gary Larson. Thank you. Sounds perfect. I guess what we're saying is we really care when people get upset. Yeah. Especially if they didn't listen. Dude, if you're mad at me, the best thing you could do is catfish me with a letter back from her. What are they going to do? Stab me 42 times? <laughs> uh, maybe that was in poor taste. Seriously, though, I, I really, like, the funniest thing anyone could do is write me a catfish letter back from Jody Arias. They'd have so to that really I put some effort into excited. that. Yeah. But they could do it. That's mm -hmm. better vengeance than just bitching me out because uh, now you're material for the show. I don't know. I think we can tell the difference between a genuine and fake letter from Jody Arias. Uh, this is an authentic Jody. I'm pretty sure we've studied her enough for this bit, like we always do. Do you remember those four episodes we did on uh, on the good reverend? Let's be honest. We do our research. We we know Jody Arias's patterns. <laughs> we have our bona fides. Okay. Yeah, you better. You want to fool one. 
You're I'm pulling over in the Skimbo Lounge. You better wake up an hour earlier than 10 a.m. because that's when I wake up. <laughs> I've Googled Jody Arias bikini enough times to know everything about her now. <laughs> How many moles? That's gonna, that tells you a lot about a speech pattern. I to tell be you fair, what. the algorithm feeds you that one. You type in Jody Arias and the first thing that comes up is bikini. Well, if that tells you anything about the state of America, or at least about the state of search engines... Yeah, I'm not the only one with a problem here. I'm pretty sure they're not searching that from Russia, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. Some local people. I mean, no different. Look at the number of people who came out to write love letters to, uh, what's his name? Uh, God. I mean, a ton of them. Richard Ramirez yeah. being one. I mean, that oh, guy Richard was Ramirez was Satan. Scary. And women were like, here's my underwear, He's Richard. so cute. Yeah. And they I were, like that you have no tafers. Here's the scary part. Between you and them, they were serious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't even write her a love letter. I wrote her a fucking yeah. gag gift. Jody Arias writes you back. The first thing we're both going to go is, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, my God. There will be. There'll be that moment where I'm like, holy shit, it happened. And then it, I'm going to get the pit in my stomach and be like, holy now shit, you got to read this. got my address. Connection established. Choke over. <laughs> and she is a monster. And she's yeah. now your pen pal. Yep. What do you do? Dearest Jody, it has been a fortnight since I wrote you last. I think of you in many a long night in the field. And it's <laughs> just me masturbating in a cornfield <laughs> at night in the freezing cold. Yeah. By candlelight for some reason. I think of you as I watch the peaches grow. The harvest. <laughs> Not watching as a dog taking a shit. Thoughtfully writing in a notebook. August will come soon, and I think of you at the lake. I can smell it in the air. Just industrial runoff. She just writes back, Dear Alex, I got stabbed yesterday. Please send money for commissary. I now understand how badly I hurt Travis when I did it 42 times to him. Uh, it is what it is. I don't know. I, I again, I... <laughs> I don't see how we're making light of the murder. I think we're just no. Maybe, I, you know, maybe in some way people take it that way. You're you're entitled to your opinion. I well, guess. look, I, I made a bit out of like, hey, he kind of had it coming, but <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> That's the point: is that those are actual facts. I mean, he was a Mormon who was never going to marry her, and I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying there were ingredients in this brew. <laughs> Go on, that were combustible. Uh -huh. She wasn't stable, and he fucked with her, and he died. And that's horrible, and it's not a justification. So it's you're just saying, a fact. I don't know. Sounds pretty. Sounds pretty not okay, Koch. I, I don't know. He's he's a cheerleader at Camp Crystal Lake with no underwear on, bending down <laughs> to get Gatorade out of the Yeti cooler. Like he kind of taunted her a little bit. He was like, "I'm going to marry this girl," and everyone was like, "No, you're going to marry a Mormon. You're a practicing, somewhat devout Mormon." And just, you know, having premarital sex, which is huge. So you're already going to hell. So go whole hog and Listen, marry her. I've liked some gals before. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they've decided at one point or another that I just wasn't the right person for them. And never at any point was my response, why don't you love me, you stupid bitch? And then I stabbed them. Not even once. Maybe I should have just, like, started slow and, like, scribbled on them with a permanent marker. <laughs> Worked my way up. That reminds me one time when I was in college and these people, I swear to God, they must have been on drugs. This is one time, random story, weird tangent. And I was, uh, it was my sophomore year and uh, I, I'm in my, my, my town, like the townhouse where we lived. And somebody came in and it was this girl that like knew people who I lived with. And her and a bunch of her friends assaulted me with a marker, permanent markers. And they wrote all over me and my like expensive ski jacket because I skied Oof. still back then. 
It was like a hundred and something dollars, and it was all covered in fucking permanent marker. I was like, what the fuck is the matter with you? And they wrote all over our walls, and then they ran out. Nice. I've never explained. I never confronted any of them on it. I never talked to them about it. I was just like, those people were on drugs. Oh, you have access to these people? No, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i pretty sure I could probably reach out years later. Be like, hey, do you remember 12 years ago when you wrote all over my spider jacket? They'd be like, no. What a- like, Acid and cocaine seems like what was involved here. Some crazy fucking mix thereof. One of them's Banksy and your jacket's just insanely valuable <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Somebody tries to put it on display and it destroys itself. Jesus Christ! How long have I been living with explosives in that jacket? That's beautiful. That's a beautiful dream. Yeah, spider jacket recall. That's what I'm just going to tell people from now on. But that's what I was reminded of. That's nice. From Jody Arias to that time. I think everybody experiences bad stuff in their life, I guess is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Who can gauge getting marker written on you? Murder. You know... Getting stabbed 42 times. Life is a beautiful cornucopia. We are going to get canceled. So complicated. We are going to get canceled. Yeah. My dearest Jody, it has been a fortnight. You were the demise of my podcast. You're all I have now. I think we need to start writing to people again as if we're in the Civil War. I'm 100% behind that. I got to like work because like public school did nothing for my, my writing, you know, for my scripture. For your, I, for your actual handwriting? For my handwriting. Peenmanship? Listen, I, you can't email somebody like that kind of stuff. You got to get like a, a parchment. You got to scrawl that shit. Mm. No lines on it. To Quill like and guide ink. Your hand. Yes. Smudges everywhere. You got to figure out who you're going to write to. Like, again, if Jody writes us back, you, maybe next time you scrawl some things down for her. I'll handwrite the next yes. one. Take that to the next level. This is third base in prison correspondence. <laughs> he wrote in cursive. Yeah. And you got to write, like, again, like you're on a plantation in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> My dear is Jody. We have been powerful, hot. <laughs> General Lee will be coming. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Words from you would be like a cool drink of lemonade on the porch on a hot day. Halfway Don't through. get stabbed in the commissary. Yeah, you just start referring to her as Munitia. Yeah. Wasn't that the name of one of the, the girls in uh, Wild Wild West? Yes. One of Lovelace's. <laughs> it was such a weird thing. The guy. Grandma was... is fucking uh, half a man in a fucking spider, a giant mechanical spider. <laughs> With this, like, army of brainwashed, like, hookers, basically. Yeah. General Bloodbath McGrath, he's got the, the, the phonograph yeah. horn in his ear. <laughs> Just he tilts it down and a bunch <laughs> of shit comes out of it. Yeah, dude. Uh, Kevin Klein yeah. as the, the barmaid with the huge fake boobies. Yep. Yep. I mean, that movie really had it all. Yeah. And you know, back in the day, the first thing half of America said was, Jim West wasn't a black man. Like, Great. <laughs> Fantastic thing to take away from this, guys. That's all wonderful. of New Jersey was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> We're not watching this. Oh, uh-uh. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you, man. It's a weird. Hollywood, am I right? Nah, they're just the best. <laughs> this should have been one of the Hemsworths. <laughs> They probably will now. Oh, uh, they're going to remake it. Army Hammer. Ooh, I don't know, though. He might be going down. Oh, yeah? He is being in, uh, investigated for sex crimes. He's getting me too He is getting apparently what's coming to him, because I guess he has tried to eat a lot of girls. Eat? He's got that weird cannibalism thing. I'll say he allegedly tried to eat people. Oh, he's his, one of those people. Yeah, he's one of those people those that's like cannibal people that we hear so much about <laughs> so often. Sexy, sexy cannibals. Yeah. Who would be like the weirdest person? Uh, who, uh, 
who's the weirdest person in Hollywood where you'd be like, wow, I didn't expect that person to get. I mean, I guess it was Bill Cosby. It was the person I was honestly. Like, I was like, wow, I did not expect Bill Cosby to get me too. Like for him to be the guy. When you heard all about it, it wasn't like I was like, I disbelieve this so much as to discount the victims. But it was like, holy shit, kids say the darnest things is a fucking is a rapist. Well, it, it fucks with you. And like Kevin Spacey fucked with me, man. I was like, oh my god, he's a fucking chicken hawk. He's like a gay predator. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, because well, I always knew he was gay, and I was like... Yeah. But to know and be like, wow, that really puts a different spin on American Beauty. Forever. It, do- it does. I can't it watch really it. It really does. I tried watching it uh, again, like, not recently, but after all the shit, and I was like, there's something really fucking weird about this Dude, movie now, everything. Man. His relationship with Wes Bentley's character, where they're getting high and watching yeah. the animator. Um, his relationship with the daughter's friend, like... Well, oh, I can't separate man. Like, I can't separate like the reality of it either. Like, no, they're on not a anymore. Set, they're sitting there. They're actors. Something happened after this take. How many other takes were, were there? What was going on on set? What was their dynamic? What was he doing with all these people? Like I just sit there and go, how do you sit here and watch a movie knowing all of the context and and focus and, and keep like? But imagine being like it's wild. Imagine being. I guess like it. You can't say imagine being Mina Suvari in that movie because Kevin Spacey was was again a gay predator. Yes. So, like, I guess she was theoretically never in danger of his advances, right? Well, she kind of looks like a dude. No, I'm just, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> well, okay. Um, kidding, but, but like, just kidding. Imagine being her, and then this yeah. all comes out, and you're like, oh my wow. god. I like ate fried chicken and fucking house salad Look at the with a fucking monster. How would you feel if you were a friend of his? Like, you've, yeah, you've done dinners with him. You might have heard, like, whispers about it, but, like, maybe you didn't know. Kevin likes him young. I, I'd just... like to argue, like, I'm always one of those people, like, how could you not know? Like, if you knew these people for years. But, like, let's go ahead and give these, some, someone the benefits doubt. Like, the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that was you. And you're sitting there and your friend's like, how would you fucking react to Some that? people are psychopaths, though, and they yeah. can hide it very well from people. Yeah. Bill, look how, dude, Bill Cosby was an old man when they finally put him away. How long did... It took Hannibal Burris, of all people, saying something about yeah. it. It's such a crazy thing to think. Like, it was... I think what really started rolling the ball was, like, he did that and, and like... Cosby started like trying to change his image and Hannibal Burst did the joke and the internet took it and ran with it. They're like, what is he talking about? And they uncovered so much shit and the public's eye just went poof and opened up and the whole thing took off. And I sit there and go, damn, like you get that and you look at like the Epstein of it all and you look at all these things and I sit there and go, how many people are we sitting on? Like, are we sitting on an ocean of creepy sexual predators in well, the answer is positions? yes. The yeah. answer is yes. What's even weirder is who like, are they? Who's amongst us? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, even yeah, like I know, imagine, I know what you mean. Imagine there's four people you've known your entire, or four of you, you've all known each other your entire lives. Which one of you is statistically the monster? Well, it's scary to say. Like I've known people who ended up being those monsters. Mm-hmm. People personally, people who ended up being murderers. We've known murderers. Mm-hmm. We've like I don't know if you met like, but I can think of one example of a guy I know who ended up being a child molester. And I sit there and I go, it's a weird thing to rationalize. On the one point, you're sitting there and you remember the time when like, you're sitting there having a conversation with the person. Yeah, I had no idea. That's the crazy, it's, like, BTK. You live next yeah. door to BTK for 15 years and never know anything. Yep. Then it comes out and you're like, oh, my well, it's, God. It's all the story of that person who's like, yep, I met that person. And for some reason, they passed me up. And, I, yeah, you just spilled water all over yourself. Oh that was very funny. God. But it's like you see that person, you go, for some reason, you know, Gam Gam was what met, met the so-and-so killer. And 
she was out there on the side of the road one day and he just drove off for some reason. My my dad and his brothers put that in my grandmother's obituary. Uh, I think she's lying her ass off, but apparently uh, she told them their entire lives that she narrowly escaped being murdered by Albert Fish. Which one was he? He was a horrible child murderer, pedophile cannibal. Ah, uh, that sounds lovely. Who had like an abandoned house of horrors and he would like chain people to the bed frames and like eat pieces of them and like write letters <sighs> to the police like, the buttocks are succulent. Yeah. Which sounds hilarious in the context of like... Until you think about it a little dating bit Dating in 2021 as opposed to cannibalism yeah. in 1944. And again, like I feel like I've talked about this before, but like this is the thing about social app dating that scares the fucking hell out of me. Especially when like... I'm like when I was in the city, like there was something really weird about it. It was like, nobody's going to hear you scream. And some of these weird, like, but even scarier in rural Vermont and places like this where it's like, hey, what do you want to do on a first date? Let's go on a hike. I'm like, I would never date three. How do you know how patient fucking murderers are? Yeah. Like I will let you do anal on me before I will go on a hike with you alone. Like there's all <laughs> there's all different types of people out there. You got conservatives and Republicans and the and you got those murderers who will sit there and wait twelve years, like just before they fucking do it again. And you're like, oh, well, I've gone out on a date with Terry five times, so he seems like a pretty cool dude. And then he invites you hiking, and he pushes you off a ledge. And now he's hunting you like it's the most dangerous game. And who would have seen this? I don't know. Maybe I'm distrusting. <laughs> I don't know, man. I That all sounds pretty good to me if it's the woman throwing me off the mountain. Yeah, and then I really you. do just want a nice lady to love me so much that she kills me. Yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Well, it makes you feel special because they picked you. It is. It's nice. I have some value. Bury me in your grave. Just make sure to do it. Like I want to be number three, not number 13. I want to be a feel f- special footnote then. in her legend. That's fine. Yeah. Some seven guys. We can't name any of there's them. There's just online. a messy Polaroid of you on a on a like a, a metal table in an interrogation room 12 years later in like a law and order style. Tell us where he is. Just pantyhose over my head. My feet are bound. Yeah. She's just sitting there. He's still on oxygen. This swarthy buxom woman that, that it would have to be to get you to pretty much yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah. <laughs> the swarthy yeah. buxom yeah. killer is struck yeah. again <laughs> she lured she some gets pa- a certain type of man some pathetic asshole yeah. she found him and killed him all of the men seem to uh, harbor the same masochistic tendencies <laughs> they were all really stoked that she did this oh. which Admittedly took some of the fun out of it for her. We saved him from a pit in the dump. His oxygen had five minutes left, and he said, just five more minutes to us as they pulled him out. I'm almost there. Said, I don't see what the problem was. She was feeding me nutrients through that IV. That's all I needed to know that she really cares about me. We had a really hard time convicting her because nobody wanted to press charges, but you know we got her from the state because, again, she did murder a couple of them. Can you imagine dating someone like that? They just come to visit you in like an underground facility where you're just chained up, probably missing limbs at this point, getting fed your nutrients, but you fight like a normal couple. <laughs> She's just like, you think you're the only guy I have chained up in a sex dumpster around this city? You're just so hurtful. You're just saying that. <laughs> you know what hurts? My phantom limb that I have for after you cut off my arm. Yeah. But you know what really hurts? <laughs> you don't respect me. It's your tone. Okay? It's your tone. I've never met your oh parents. Oh, my God. Not I this again. I killed them. I you was trying that. to do something nice tonight, too. We were going to have mac and cheese balls, but forget it. I was going to blend them up and put them down your nutrition shunt. <laughs> yeah. But now, you're not eating for a week. Oh, you're just saying, that's just your father talking. <laughs> 
<laughs> she just yanks on a chain, and I'm in like a semi-strangled uh, state. Uh, that means you do care. Oh, God damn it, I can't even torture you. I love it when we fight. Oh, God, what a, like, we make fun. Oh, what a terrible fucking thing. That's not making fun. I honestly have a halfsy after that. Yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. Well, you who you have written plays about this sort of thing, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dude. That sucked. Uh, I'm so grateful for the people that were in it. They were so game, but it was just a, I gave them such a shitty script. Oh my god, I wrote so many shitty scripts in college, though. That like was written and like read by people in front of other people. Where I was just like, now I'm like, I'm sorry, I subjected you to that. <laughs> I was so convinced, too. I'm like, this fucking rocks. People are going to love this. And they're like, what? You had people chained to radiators doing monologues and choking yep. each other and fingering each other. What? A, what is this? Art. <laughs> <laughs> so you get Art, it, man. Yeah. But you felt something. Yeah, revulsion. revulsion. But good. That was what, that's on the checklist. Revulsion. That's close to approval in the human brain. Now, if I can just find a man in the audience with a boner. <laughs> Three guys who all look the same raise their hands. <laughs> all shamefully looking away. That's my audience. Yes. Yep. Well, hey, incels need a Scorsese too, so I guess I'll do it. Yeah, great. <laughs> this guy's saying a lot of what I'm feeling, says 4chan. <laughs> yep. Uh, I just think about that now. Like, that's going to be the future. Ever since I heard about Gina Carano... Being like, I'm going to do, who is it that's like funding? The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is funding a movie for her. I sit there and go, this is going to be like the next, like, because like Scientology is out there making movies. The Mormons are out there making movies. You know, you go to other countries, you've got these really like radical, Bollywood is dangerous people. But I sit there and I go, it's gonna, it's not gonna be very long before you you start seeing these really conservative-minded films starting to pop up. I bet mm-hmm. if they start to find success in this and they start finding people like James Woods stars in The American Citizen, yeah, rape an yeah. American tradition, and it's just all about him, like uh, a local northern man in, in the Washington woods gets his guns taken away by frivolous liberal legislation, and then <laughs> the terrorist strike or some fucking thing, you know, and it's him. Starring as, you know, the one guy who hid some of his guns and he's just putting them out and saving his, and saving the rest of them. And look, they've got Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it. <laughs> Secret conservative. Secret also conservative. gay man. Yep. <laughs> Secret log cabin Republican Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Just him and one too many WWE stars that you're like, huh, well, that kind of makes sense. All right. Yeah, Chris Jericho gave money to Trump. Yep. And they're all in it. And, uh... And it's just some. I, you'll just start seeing movies like that. No, truly, if 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 it becomes a viable release model, they'll crank them out like Seagal cranks out. Well, movies. look, at it'll the, become a cottage if industry. The WWE movies are profitable in any way; those will be profitable. They'll be insanely Stone cheap Cold to make. Steve Austin stars as the evil governor. <laughs> Said, "Goddamn, got too many goddamn illegals coming over the wall." <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good, Stone Cold, and I mm-hmm. bet he actually believes that too, allegedly to cover our ground except you've got to understand that the governor in a conservative movie is going to be liberal and evil so he's going to be opening the border to oh, let the oh. evil god damn we got to get more illegals over exactly. this wall they're going to fight for me in my evil illegal war that's how that's there you go better just that's, edit those movies like damn, wait so we I'm, fucked up just change some things in adr <laughs> cracks a beer <laughs> give me a hell yeah <laughs> uh, yep yeah 
just stone cold stunning i don't know ted cruz that'd be pretty dope (laughs) his assistant is an evil muslim man (laughs) (laughs) oh no a small business owner of muslim origins ben shapiro faints tommy laren starring as the good guy's girlfriend (laughs) we got her in because she uh, knows how to handle a gun (laughs) i'm saving myself for marriage uh, loophole. Yeah, I call it the bun show loophole. <laughs> You're so dumb. I love you, baby. That made zero sense. I can't wait to fuck. <laughs> yep. So that sounds like we should just start making these movies. Yeah. Why are we letting the conservatives profit off this? Listen, Daily Wire. We've got your pit. Just start sending them. Send them a movie that's like generated for kids, starring Sam the Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Just, the Muppet people are on board. Jim Henson. They they fought us like kicking and screaming but we sued them a bunch and we got the rights to it the Koch brothers gave us a ton of money for frivolous lawsuits and now we own the rights to sam the eagle children do you know the 14 words (laughs) everything's gonna be fine except our kermit is blue for legal rights Uh, they're all just half a bubble off (laughs) miss piggy has tusks (laughs) miss piggy is horribly like live action (laughs) just just a pig we put a wig on (laughs) just a Oh, fuck. And everyone wants to see a blue Kermit with an M16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> uh, oh. Freedom isn't free. Goddamn, conservatives are so fucking dumb. I'm getting tired of the... the it's it's going to get bad, dude. It's going to get real bad. Well, it's already bad, because the fucking... The fucking... Goddamn, you liberals, you take the bait every time. Like, uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm starting to, like... I like liberalism, man. I just start to get to a point where I'm just like, I think if you support either establishment right now, you've got to like, look, Trump was fucking terrible. Everybody hated fucking Trump. It's great that Trump is gone. Now you need to be really critical of what the Democrats do. Otherwise, in four fucking years, the 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 conservatives are going to roll fucking roughshod over everyone again. And we're going to have another four years of, of a, con- a conservative controlled government. You will get president Ted Cruz. If you're not careful, all of these swing States and all the States that switched over to the democratic side in like these wild turnovers are going to flip right back in four years. If Democrats don't do shit, they're going to sit there and go, well, why do we put our faith in, in this fucking bullshit? And, and they're they, just going to go for whoever and just quit stepping in the fucking trap. Like, Lauren Boebert, that that fucking dumb shit gun nut from yeah. Colorado. Mm-hmm. Honestly, kind of hot, I have to say. That's yeah, great. Um, the gun kind of does make it hotter. She's like Tomb Raider, but stupid. <laughs> stupid Tomb Raider. <laughs> That's a great game. New for the PS5. Just a woman in her closet just can't find a way out. Hello? Yeah. You get stuck on the first puzzle in the game, and that's it. Yeah. You just throw that shit can't out. can't complete it. Yeah. But, like, she, she... So, apparently, there's this thing where, like, Biden... The Biden White House fired a bunch of people for past marijuana use. Yes, yes, they did. So then Lauren Boebert comes in and is like, whoa, whoa uh, what about crackhead Hunter Biden? Yeah. Oh, Which is a lot not that. a good argument, but the fucking like liberal commentators on Twitter all come in and are like, uh, listen, it's still a crime federally, yeah. so it's perfectly within the White House's right to ask these people to leave because you have to obey the law. It's oh, a federal crime. And here's what I would say. I'd be like, that's very interesting that you guys collectively missed the Trump children's coke nose for the last four <laughs> years. Are you guys fucking kidding? Look, I just want people to be consistent. I don't give a fuck about Hunter Biden. The first comment I would say to anybody saying that, i go, that's fucking horrible. What position did Biden give his son in, in government? He didn't, which is why it's, what, a, it's a weak argument from Lauren Boebert. 
But because it's a weak argument, that's all you have to say is that's a weak argument and it's yeah. not the same fucking thing. But instead, you have these fucking like Brooklyn fucking Ivy League educated, well, actually types who are like, well, yeah. marijuana is federally criminalized. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. People are in jail on on for life on marijuana offenses for small violent crimes and now you're saying you're behind the biden white house doing what they got to do because it's a federal crime yeah don't you're just liberals you should be line. for the legalization of marijuana at the very least the decriminalization so we can get these people out of fucking jail yeah be critical of your own party ignore the fucking shit that the detractor morons are saying because they're just trying to rile up their own base and piss you off and you look as stupid as they accuse you of being yeah. because now you've taken an anti-marijuana pro-incarceration stance yeah. with the conservatives. They're going to look way better despite having a shittier argument. Yeah. And Joe Biden fell on his walk up to Air Force One three times. Pretty bad. Apparently he's healing from a broken foot. I don't really give a shit about any of that, but watch how for the next couple of months that's all you fucking see as the argument. It's going to be the Sleepy Joe thing again. It's going to be him being infirm and they're going to show you memes of him falling down down the fucking steps. Well, he called uh, Kamala Harris uh, President Harris, and everyone's like, oh, dementia. Yeah. Like, it's like, I, I, you called the teacher mom once. I told yeah, the patient exactly. on the phone the other day when I was hanging up, I love you. I can't ever live that down, can I? <laughs> can I? No, Rory. <laughs> it keeps coming up. I'm going to make you wish you'd shit your pants. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. I left it out. Uh, but it's just like, it's so fucking ridiculous. Can we just stop electing stupid shitty old people like i get it i get it why it had to happen this time because we weren't going to secure anything without old people voting the democrats weren't going to win they didn't vote for an old person because old people weren't going to vote for a young person that's what we have we have a very very old people controlled government and shocker old people stopped retiring early so they all control the heads of most businesses so we're kind of fucked as young people unless we hold these assholes to the fire with our votes and nobody does it. Long live the geritocracy. And everyone wonders, they're like, well, uh, one guy comes out, like, I'll sit there and go, yeah, this is why politics don't work. And they go, but you gotta fucking do the blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, uh, you, you guys all push your, your, your support for these assholes. And then when they do the wrong fucking thing, you do all the fucking nothing about it. Just fighting the battles that don't fucking actually yeah. matter. No, you got to understand Dr. Seuss books, you see. It's <laughs> the linchpin of the whole thing. And everyone's sitting there talking about that and nothing uh, I, I quit. I fucking quit. Yeah, I quit too. I just No don't. more politics on the pod. You guys fucked up. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> everyone's like, "Well, the world's going to get worse." I go, "Yep, I'm just here to watch." Yep. Give me my popcorn. Yep, I'm just Michael Jack. I mean, I am the gif of Michael Jackson eating popcorn. I don't need power to make popcorn. You just make a fire and you put some kernels over uh, in a pan with some oil. Oh, it's lovely. And I can get some You got butter. all that butter up your ass? Uh, yeah, exactly. I got, I got the butter right here. I don't need it to be frozen, even with power. I don't need it. It's just, I got it. Oh. Yep. I got, oh. I got my own storage. <laughs> get a little salt on there. See, cracked. Oh, lovely. Mm. There you go. Easy to get salt. Don't need power for salt. Watch <laughs> the world burn. Salted butter up my yeah. ass. I just, I just don't. Like, four years are going to come. We're going to switch. There's going to be conservatives again. Four years after that. Blah, blah. Why might be Trump again? Non-consecutive terms. Wouldn't that be a great one to write in the books? Twice impeached president served two non-consecutive terms. He's like Rutherford B. Hayes. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Nice name drop. I just... Uh, oh, no, that was Grover Cleveland. Fuck you. Which one was Rutherford Hayes? 
I think Rutherford Hayes was part of like he got the, murdered. The compromise <laughs> of something or other. I can't remember my American history. Too, I got to do the whole <laughs> Animaniac song so I can remember the presidents. Yep. George Washington <laughs> was the first to see. He once chopped down a cherry tree. Stop it. We're gonna get we're gonna get sued for the copyright. God damn you, <laughs> Warner Brothers. Dude, I wish I had the balls to just like go on TikTok and put a trumpet up my ass and pretend to play when the Saints go marching in. Do you like this, teenagers? You're making people so much better than doing a podcast. Kids are making people rich on TikTok. It's pretty crazy. You and I apparently could kill on TikTok. I don't know why we don't. Oh, I don't know because I I refuse. I refuse. I guess I refuse too. YouTube is going to start deleting uh, people's videos too. I think. We're probably in line for the great yeah. bandwidth cleansing. It's, well, it's, yeah, there's going to be a big cleansing of anything that like hasn't gotten a certain. Like if you're sitting there with a video that like hasn't seen any action in a certain amount of time, you are going to get it just poof pulled. So if you got if you like you were using it as a store to like have old videos of like it's Game Game's birthday, YouTube will never take this down. You might want to get those videos back before they're lost forever. Yep. You know, get some get some storage space. That would be very demoralizing if the Skimble Lounge <laughs> YouTube channel suddenly disappeared. Yeah. It's demoralizing enough that nobody, nobody watches uses on it. there. No. And I put a lot of work into the artwork, and mm-hmm. it I like just amounts artwork. to a fucking hell of piss. Yeah. Yeah. No, that must be pretty demoralizing for you. Yeah. <laughs> the Jody Arius one got zero, zero likes. Well, I tried to uh, advertise to get us more listens through our link tree on Instagram. Nobody did it. No we, got a, we got a lot of eyes come through and not a single one of them clicked through to where the ad was supposed to push no. them not a one to be fair i'm not i only spent 15 bucks so i don't really give a shit yeah <laughs> but, and i don't like watch a lot of strangers shit either it's got to have something very compelling like watch this woman eat her own foot and yeah. i'm like all right i've got five and a half minutes well, that's what we need to do is we need to pick this on this episode watch rory and alex shove butter up their ass <laughs> it's perfect we're just sobbing horribly. You guys, you guys really talked about butter up the ass a lot. That is a, it's really weird. The bad boys of butter are back. Yeah. I guess everyone knows what I'm into now. <laughs> One day I'm hanging out with some girl, and she's just going to pull out a big stick of butter. It was a bit. It was a please, bit. Please, please, please. Crush my balls instead, please. The ball <laughs> hug bit was way better. That was, the, that was the real one. Jonathan Frank's voice. Jonathan Frank's voice. She's just clubbing your nuts <laughs> with a stick of frozen butter. <laughs> Not this time. We made it up. <laughs> I love your podcast. Yeah. Oh, great. And then she stabs me 42 times <laughs> just to bring it all around. I'll be watching you from heaven. Yep. Where I assume I'll be going for my mental health advocacy and doing this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> great. I feel bad for anybody who really like gets, who feels bad about the things we say, but you can't really help other people's feelings. It's the comedy show. If it's I, not funny, it's not funny. Well, yeah. And it's like, I can't, I can't do anything about your offense. You know what I mean? Like only you can. And you, you know, especially if you're not even listening, though, like someone passes it to you. It's like uh, this, this, this Rush Limbaugh said something mean about these people. Oh, well, what am I going to do with my not viewership that I already don't give him? Yeah. I'd be curious. I really do want to hear. It would be awesome if the people who do listen and listen consistently would come out of the woodwork. Oh, sure. Because I talked to some people. If anybody wants to debate us on this show. I we we will have the first. It's called uh, our our bit called "You're fucking wrong," yes. <laughs> and uh, we would love to debate you on anything you want to talk about. And the rules are going to be really hard for me and Rory because when you're not speaking, you have to chomp down on a belt and yeah. resist the urge to speak. Because <laughs> if you do speak, you fucking burned with a hot iron. <laughs> you get to drink from the, the fire, fire hose. hose. Yeah, but so uh, 
I would love I'd love to debate. It doesn't have to be something that we've talked about or something we know anything about. You're like, I just want to like debate the ramifications of the Council of Trent. And I'll be like, nah, you're not coming on. Yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Come back when it's the Edict of Worms. Yeah. <laughs> so um Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I if you want to be on the Skimble Lounge, write us an email at the email we haven't checked in months. Oh fuck yeah. Maybe people have been writing. Oops. Um <laughs> oops, I crapped my pants. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, yeah, open invitation to people that want to come on here and like, we'll, we'll give you no quarter and we expect none back. Yeah, yeah no. Come on here and let the blood fly. Yeah. Don't let actual blood fly. <laughs> <laughs> the Skimble Lounge does not approve of any bloodletting. I think that's as good a place as any to yeah. call this one a day. Yeah. Again, it's really hard to follow the episode where you write a letter to a literal murderer, but I think we did okay. I think we did an admiral. Yeah. Ad, oh, fuck. I oh, I think, it up. Yeah, you did. It was, we were doing great right up until then. But oh, it's man. Like we, we came with some serious hot fire on this one because we had to, you know, you got to. I'm glad the wheels fell off literally right at the end Whew. when I just yeah, stopped they, learning how to talk. They were totally on this whole episode right <laughs> up until that point. Smooth sailing. <laughs> Everything jumped the synapse perfectly. Everything else was right. Actually, this whole episode has been a script. We've been reading this entire time. All of this was planned. That's a real real quick thing at the end here. My dad <laughs> does not understand. He's like, I don't understand how you could do a podcast without like preparation and research. I'm like, you don't know what kind of show this is, do you? Like, have you ever had have you ever done improv, sir? <laughs> it's called a riff. <laughs> yep. What is a long form called? Like a Jeffrey or some weird looking? What are they? The Herald. The Herald. Didn't Why we talk about this last we episode? We did, yeah. I always, I always forget. The Herald. Yep. It's the long form Del Close. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. Uh-oh. We know. let him in on the formula. Uh-huh. We call this, see, this isn't a Herald. This is a Jeffrey, <laughs> which is our own version of it. Jeffrey is the drug in Get Him to the Greek. Mm-hmm. That's what you're thinking. You got to stroke the furry wall. Yeah. Yeah. It, you think it's gone, but then it comes back. Yeah, everyone else getting those great get him to the Greek quotes. I've seen about a third of that movie and never in chronological order. Yeah, they got the Couldn't guy get who me ran the transporters from uh, from Star Trek in it. Really? Yeah, the from the Next Generation. He's O'Brien. Oh, yeah, he's the father. Oh, that's he's, awesome. He's, he's Russell Brand's father. That's cool. Yeah, it's great. I saw the part with Rose Byrne where she's like on heroin or something. She's like, I just want to masturbate and you can suck on my boobs. Yes. It's like a literal line in that. Yeah, something like that. Isn't it? She's yeah, like she's dating Lars Ulrich. Yeah, I'm knackered. Suck on my tits or something. I was just like, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Is that going to happen? She's delightful. And then it just, they move on. And you see Jonah Hill's tits. You do. Hey, power, power to a fellow fucking fat piece of shit who turned his life around. Yeah. I haven't gotten to the turn my life around part yet, but I'll get there. That's what we say, but will we? No. No. All right. Okay, that's it. You got anything you want to plug? Check. No. No? Positive? There's music playing outside. You don't want to talk about that? Not this time. <laughs> we made it up. All right. So until next time. Oh, no, that was a fire truck. That wasn't music. Oh, well, it's, I guess I'm the asshole. That's a weird People are in trouble. thing to enjoy. That's a, oh, music to my ears, says Koch, the, 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 the noted murderer writer. That's, I, things are getting a little weird for me here, you know? Until next time. Thank you. Go fuck yourselves and goodbye.